0: Hi, everybody, we're back on Zoom. Our good Zoom Meister Patrick has gotten us back again. Here Hi, we are Patrick.
1: again. And
0: once again, we send out the bat signal to grab in Mike. And it's sorry we I'm back. Have any for you or anything. We just want you on the show.
2: Not yet. Well, it's a pleasure.
0: Not yet, not yet. And we <laughs> have a one of our favorite guests who's back again, and we are on Zoom because he's far, far away. Hi, Caitlin. Caitlin. Hey, how's
3: it going, guys?
0: The first thing I have to say is. You're too humble, but you are one of the best comic book artists currently going. And I'm not just saying that oh. you, you are too, because you're not just saying because you drew me a dragon. <laughs> so without, oh
3: yeah, i with that. <laughs>
0: <yes>. <laughs> I will never forget. <laughs> but you are really good. You are. But I have to say, we're just going to go over talk comics, talk movies, talk everything. Baby Yoda. Yep.
3: <laughs>
0: Things I have to talk about. I'll show you. To you. you wrote and drew a Buffy story
3: yes how
0: did it they did. come about that's like one of my dreams yeah how did that happen
3: um boom studios emailed me i guess they saw they saw the last uh you know the first series i did coyotes with sean lewis and they reached out and asked if i wanted to do something with Buffy. and i was like oh yes <laughs> um and uh yeah it was great it was really fun
0: A killer nuns
3: yeah yeah, so it was basically there. There's like a historical precedence to the um, story. It's kind of like based on something that happened in Ireland, uh, where they had these houses called like the um
0: Magdalene Magdalene,
3: houses. Magdalen houses, yeah. And they would just send girls that they just were that families were bothered by them. They were like. Too flirty, they were too whatever. Like they didn't have to have done anything wrong, and there was no trial, there was nothing. They would just send these girls off there into like indentured servitude and like basically slave labor, you know, working in like laundries, um, and uh, like like industrial laundries, and, uh, and under the under the manager uh, management of these nuns, um, in Ireland, and they did this for like a century at least, something like that. It, it and I think the last one closed in the seventies.
0: one of his relatives knew about these I guess like she knew somebody who was in one and there's a movie about it I guess she had a little role in it and I guess they had like Mm -hmm. they showed what happened these girls went in there they didn't do anything a couple ended up in an institution one killed herself
3: yeah it's really really screwed up and uh, you know they would I mean they would be totally abusive to the girls and then like you know there, there were like mass graves and everything that they found later it was like really horrific but Anyway, it was, like, the basis of it, I I thought, you know, uh, like, Angelus has this history of, like, doing messed up stuff in churches, right? So, like, I thought maybe he's gone around in Europe and, like, turned all these nuns into vampires. And so they have these, like, you know, these, like, covens of of nuns that are, like, you know, taking the girls in and eating them or whatever.
0: That's in my school. What about you, Mike?
2: (laughs) I (laughs) I I went to a Catholic high school, so let's hope that's not happening then,
0: I don't know, oh, yeah. some of those, one of them threw me against the wall one time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But it caught that. How did it feel in terms of this time being an artist? You did everything, the whole shebang on this story, writing and drawing.
3: Yeah, um, it was a, it was really fun, actually. I didn't expect it to be that much fun, because I, I, I'd never done it before, but um, yeah, I mean, my, my stepmom's a really great editor and, so, and, and writer, too, and so she... Uh, she looked over what I wrote you know just to I just wanted you know to, to get some feedback in it and it it was good feedback and I, I uh so I kind of had that and um I I don't know I just I'm so I'm such a giant dork of Buffy that I could have written like a hundred stories based on the series or in that world you know so it was just like you know I gave them a bunch of different story ideas and they they picked one and then I went with it yeah
0: was and also I think I don't think I have your variant I have this one you can see it at oh, all cool. you
2: know mm-hmm <laughs> that just come out or has that been out for a while
0: yes yeah, it's on it's on a boom series it came out uh last year last year like oh okay
2: year old, yeah. and it's
0: out. like an anthology isn't it
3: uh yeah so the, there's uh that that issue has like three other or four other stories in it with from different artists and writers um so mine is the very last one
2: awesome that's awesome
0: yeah, I mean, is there any, like, if you ever did any movie or film, you probably want to do something like, I don't know, Batman, probably.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, of course, that'd be, that'd be my go-to, but... Do uh,
0: <laughs> you ever want to do Batman?
2: I got 70 Batman stories in my head, ready to go. Caitlin.
0: Let me
3: know. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> yeah, you ever want to do I'm not a... Like, you do know, you want to I... draw Batman or anything? I mean, m- maybe. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not really well versed in the in the mainstream superhero stories you know like I kind of feel like I need to get more familiar with them Did you say they're, one so, time, they're like overwhelming
0: didn't you say one time like one character you never want to draw would be the Hulk
3: I just all the like the just big balloon muscle thing doesn't really I just don't care I don't I don't like it <laughs> it's like not my thing and so it's, you know I feel like there. are Many other people who are much better at that that you know should do that
0: I think is there more also doing independence? is there more like a sense of freedom than doing the mainstream books?
3: yeah, totally for sure um, even stuff like you know like Sandman stories, you know there's so much more creative freedom I think you probably have with that than you would with um with such an established you know uh, I
0: think yeah, and you can just canon. I think also you can do uh you can do more like out there plots and everything and then you have to do like by the book superheroes
3: yeah yeah for sure youtube
0: ah, you've you been following like indie books lately do you read any i know like we always used to go to the comic store but now i'm it's like with these days you know you've been yeah. following
1: indies or you i haven't for a while i haven't really followed any comics in a while for that you know for that reason really it's like mm-hmm. um but yeah. i have <laughs> been in it <that> for years <laughs>
2: I hop in and out myself. If something compels me, if something uh, you now they got an interesting like hook to the story, I'll I'll jump into it. But I usually I don't stick around because they don't they don't grab me as much as I know it's kind of generic to say that like DC and Marvel like grab me and hold my attention, but they just hold my attention a little more than most of the indie stuff I've I've run into. Not all, but most. Sure, sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the only reason I haven't really delved into like the DC and Marvel stuff as much is because I feel kind of overwhelmed by. The volume of stories that I like, don't know where to start and where to like. I mean, I've read some, you know. Obviously, I've read like Frank Miller and I've read like, you know, I've read Watchmen and I've read a bunch of like the classic stuff, but I haven't like read like a whole run of one character or a run of one team. Like, I haven't read like a whole run of X Men or like, you know, Batman or anything. Like, it's 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 just there's so much. I feel like I need like a I need like a list. Of well, I read the whole,
0: I read the whole Hackler stories because I think they ran six issues.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah i mean some people just go by the writer right like some people just read whatever that's you
0: know. what i do that's what, like if jeff johns does something mm-hmm. i pick it up all the time or my oh, yeah. like Ben, is not as much with dc
2: stuff i like, right. mm-hmm. yeah, no, like much. Kind of like
3: yeah 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 morrison now
0: my view on grant morrison would be he's either re- real hit or miss some of his stuff is what the heck is he doing and other stuff's great yes yeah. i
2: agree
1: I find a lot of these guys who, who who write super violent stories have a tendency to uh, a lot of times lean on that way more than they should in some some instances, you know. But you have like Garth Ennis, and he's insane. He's legitimately insane. There's some straight stuff that he's written, but you know, I feel like you got to put a bit of maybe a bit of a governor on on like some his of his
0: stuff in Preacher. Some of his stuff in Preacher is just, Oh my
3: God. So disturbing. Yeah. Oh, so disturbing. The, the
0: first, the, Holy crap. The, the, the how we're the son of God has come now that he's evolved. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I liked Preacher, but it's one of those things where you go back and look at specific things. You just get kind of all over the place. And yeah. uh it's that it's once again, that, you know, america through the lens of a british person and sometimes you read it and you're just like that is not something anyone would say <laughs> you know it's just, the language is wrong or sometimes the pro it's, the superpowered but, poker yeah the sex detective I didn't, I, didn't,
3: I didn't notice that with garth ennis but you know i didn't i didn't look as maybe as closely I, oh, totally. I i feel like it would be really hard for us to do it the other way like for us to do like colloquial you know Vernacular over there. Oh like, God, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like in in it's, it's
1: even worse when we cheerio, about. chim chim,
2: pip. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Like that, that story that the Buffy story took place in Ireland, and I was so freaked out because I was like, I don't know any like slang or anything. Yeah, I had to like right. look up all these words and be like, just kind of pepper things in there, you know. How did
0: they make like for writing it though? When you're did it like did you have to really take your time to put in the words, in terms of like yeah. Irish slang?
3: Well, I mean, it kind of like you could. I feel like you could write the story and then kind of go back into it and like edit where you feel like you could, you know, add in some flying or whatever. But um, also, it had to be like flying from like you know the 40s or whatever because that, that's, that's when it was. But yeah, so it couldn't it couldn't be like stuff people say now, you know, which is.
0: Well, I think like also we talked violence like Frank Miller. I think like with Sin City, and some of those, he almost it's almost like Tarantino esque, where he mm-hmm. tries to go overboard like that.
3: Right,
0: right, right. You know, a lot of those. And I do think the movies really reflect the series, at least the first one did. Which movie? Sin City.
3: Oh, Sin City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, didn't Frank Miller have a hand in directing yeah, that?
0: Yeah. It actually looked like it.
3: It did, yeah.
0: And I like Miller's Daredevil a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and he did like his Batman. I think he made like Mike. Would you agree that he made sort of like when he did Dark Knight? That's been Batman, probably the last. You know, probably twenty years
1: afterwards.
2: Oh yeah, that's a that's a seminal story right there. The Ben Affleck version is pretty much exactly based off of that. But you
1: know. I okay. I, don't know if, I
2: don't know if we
1: got into this last term or not because we talked for like a minute on Daredevil, and i heard there's a director's cut that there is out yeah. there that I've is supposed that. to be a lot better
2: it's not much better
1: <laughs>
0: right. but in terms of like doing a property like buffy which we both love i think we both could jump at that is there anything else i know you think you'd want to do the never-ending story wouldn't you if they could ever do that
3: i mean i thought about the never-ending story a lot but it would be like a gargantuan like Ten year, I mean, it would be such a huge project. It would be never
1: ending. It's, it's right there in the title. <laughs> yeah,
3: anyway. right. Yeah, I know. I mean, like the the book is like twice as long as the movie. Like the movie ends halfway through the book, so it's there's a lot in there. But uh, I don't know. It might be too too much for one person to take on. But, would but maybe fi- I was. I would love to like one day do like a firefly story or something.
0: Oh yes, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I think everybody loves Firefly.
3: Yeah,
2: I feel like I feel like Caitlin's style would would translate well to like a Zatanna story or something for DC. You know Zatanna. Are you aware of that character? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, feel I like a, of- a, Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying I, I did a commission of her, uh, like oh. in the spring for yeah for somebody, and I that That'd was cool. my, that was my first introduction to her. Yeah,
2: hmm.
3: but uh, yeah, I can see doing that.
2: Yeah, the whole magical aspects and the, the darker yeah. aspects. I think that would go yeah. well for you. You'd
3: have to go
0: fun if you wrote it with all the backwards words. Yeah, there you go. Which would be yeah. fun. But I know if I ever do the Daenerys, How Misunderstood She Was comic, you have to illustrate it. You have to do what I tell you in terms of being honest to our queen.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> how did you guys meet each other, Rob and Caitlin? Music, basically, uh, actually, it goes back.
3: Yeah, you told me it's
2: like my friend Michaela Davis
0: and Sam Snyder were playing at. Uh, for this is like the first time playing it for Nunsie. Old, she's in a band. You're a fiddle player. Is that the word you want to use? Fiddle or? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, but she's in a, in a band, very good band with uh, Kathy and Tim Dick at Old leg Zion, and we miss them. They live in Arizona now. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, nice. I think, but she played. You played fiddle. And we were just like, I think all of our friends know each other.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a close circle. I mean, it, you know, Rochester is a smaller town than it seems, I think.
0: It would be weird. Like, I'd see Kyle Vock, and he got, so I said I saw Caitlin. And he'd say, oh, you know, he he drew the paint for the High, Mighty, High, and Dry, and there's a picture of Caitlin's album cover, and this person did this, and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just went from there, sort of. Like Rochester is like a weird town where it's like I think I have people come up to me in the music scene and say you know we know you and I don't know them
3: yeah 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 I mean everybody seems to be like two degrees of separation or something like that you know yeah
0: yeah that's always how it is but i am got to get to I have these all sort of in order but one of I really enjoyed this Mike you would really love it. and I just brought one of my copies so I remember it's coyotes as you see this one you can see oh, yeah, it. Nice. You, <laughs> you can say a little bit about it for people who would be updated since we've been off the air for a while because of COVID.
3: Uh, yeah, sure. So, Coyotes is uh, sort of a Little Red Riding Hood story um, that is ultra violent and takes place on like a border town uh, and um, has you know gods and monsters and you know the the wolves are like these you know were coyotes and uh there's you know evil scientists it's, it's all, all this a whole lot of so, yeah
0: and that evil was it's been a while since i read it and my mind shredded because of all the stuff that's kind of like didn't they have the granny character sort of uh...
3: yeah they were like these uh these like supernatural granny characters the abuelas
0: those are my favorites. Those are the ones I remember the most.
3: <laughs> they were really fun to draw. Um,
0: how'd, you, like, how'd you come? Because I know we'll get on to your next series in a bit. But how did you and Sean, like, how long have you known Sean? How did you get to kind of collaborate with them?
3: Uh, we got together for Coyotes. He, he sent me an email. So Boom Studios had like a Facebook wall thing where they were like, people submit your pages to our wall. And so everybody, all these people, all these artists, posted like, you know, um, kind of portfolio pieces of sequential pages, and I put mine up as a, the Harper Finn story I wrote. And um, yeah, Sean was just looking for artists. and didn't know where to look. And he was looking through different publishers stuff, I guess, and saw that wall and, you know, saw my work and decided to email me. And so that's how that started. Isn't
0: it good serendipity?
3: Yeah, yeah. That it, was, it goes
0: it was... like this sometimes somebody sees something and all of a sudden, this is nice collaboration. How did you do yeah. this? did he just in modern comic making, how did he do this? He emailed like the script and then you do the drawings back and forth.:
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, he would send the script over, and then um, I would break the pages down. and I mean, uh, I'm realizing like as I go further into, the, into comics that you typically get like a, a script that's already broken down the pages and even the panels. Um, he didn't do that. he kind of he just had like an open script. Um, so I would break down the pages and the panels and everything, and then, uh, just design the characters, and we would go back and forth over the phone sometimes to talk about the plot, and sometimes we'd kind of, like, you know, throw ideas at each other, so it was really collaborative.
0: More deaths. (laughs) More violence. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) More bloodsleeves.
0: There's lots of it here. It's
2: fun. (laughs) So how would you do... Go on, Mike. How would you do your, um script writing for something that you're drawing. Like for instance that Buffy story. I know you probably don't have to go too in depth on your own script if you're interpreting your own ideas. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I mean you don't have to like have stage direction really because you're already drawing the panels out as you're writing stuff. So I guess I kind of mm. I kind of like wrote the script out and then kind of broke it up like like the way I would do it with Sean. Um so yeah I would just I would instead of saying like you know in this panel this thing happens, I would just, you know break down each page and then, and then, you know, thumbnail it out from there, so.
0: Was it very loose where like, for example, he might send you a page with just a couple words and you do, like, the whole fill-in?
3: No, I mean, it would be like a, it would be like, like a, like a TV script or a movie script or something, you know, that's, that's kind of the the vibe it had, Um, so I would just kind of take that and break, break up how I think it would be paced out well, you know? So that's kind of how we work best. We I think, think that it's
0: interesting too, because it. that's on image, right? Yeah. Image. How I remember when image first came out, it seemed like a, a novelty. It was all these creators, and this was like 1993 And it's amazing how you think of independence, probably one of the biggest independents around, and it's a big company now.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an awesome thing that exists, you know, that you can have these creator owned things where we have all the rights to the property and can do whatever we, whatever we want with it. They're pretty hands-off editorially. You know, they, they kind of, they're, they're um, they check for spelling mistakes and things like that, but they don't, um, they don't.
2: Oh, so it's the <laughs> <laughs> qualified. Rob's gone.
0: But I remember, <laughs> see, it was a big thing because I remember at the time with all the like McFarlane, Whitefield, Lee, Valentino, mm-hmm. Portacio, everybody, they made a really big thing of them leaving these books
3: remember spider-man
0: did how many at the time like around two three million with mcfarland and they all branch out i remember at empire comics how it was getting all the first and the thing that stuck out about me was the quality like in terms of the art and everything and it really the pages and everything else and i think that might have contributed also other books at the time catching up in terms of you know with the the look and everything else
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the indie market just really—it's really interesting. There's so many different styles. It's like there's no limit to what people can do, you know. So it's it is. Fun it's fun the, to see the what people beauty
0: come of it, and I and I do think, in terms of creative people, that if you just let them go, in terms of just say do what you want to do, you're going to get the best work. Except like in Shakespeare, maybe in a way where you have to do the same lines.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that 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 comes down to uh, editing and interpretation you know, with that, with that kind of stuff. Because, um, you, you know, people rarely do, people rarely do full unedited Shakespeare because it's yeah. insanely long. Oh, what, There's like, a lot of arcane references Hamlet, that don't been, make any sense. It would have been four plus hours, yeah. I think. Just <laughs> the, the, the Branna Hamlet is four hours long. it's yeah. an uncut But So I think that works in every wow. area.
0: Mike's yeah. the, the manager of a major theater in Malta. And, oh, cool. we, and we're going. They're opening again, but you have to sort of improvise your job a lot of days. You don't know, you know, in, when you had it, you know, before COVID. You don't know what's going to go on. A machine's going to break. Somebody might not show up for work. You might have some weirdo customer.
2: <laughs> I sort of forgot how to do my job in the year and a half I haven't done it. So tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. I'll say that.
0: <laughs> but he says, like, power time, my way I've through it because I because I've seen like some of the theaters. Where like when the Avengers played, they'd go over. There'd be a line out the mall door by me to get in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The chaos and everything like that.
2: Those days aren't going to be back for quite a while, I don't think. Unfortunately, I, mean, but I think they'll be I'll back. Ask a
0: movie question in terms of that is uh, like in terms of major releases getting delayed. Is there going to be like a drop now? Is everything going to get pushed back?
2: No, they kind of um, they found a way to kind of space it out, semi even labor. There's not going to be like. 60 movies coming out one month It seems they kind of have a handle on it now but i don't think you're going to see anything else getting pushed back at this point
0: coyotes never became a cartoon or a live action besides having a media clerk in it would you like to have something in terms of would you really want to have like something like say the harley quinn cartoon now where you can just go all out do all violence and swear so you can just do the best
3: uh I don't know if violence and swearing is like the, the
0: this is hardly Quinn it works for that
3: <laughs> yeah I just I feel like you know as long as the story good and the characters are developed well I, it doesn't matter like those are the two those are the things that matter yeah, the most you know. in it. yeah, yeah.
2: Rob's crushing on you Amelia Clark. See
0: if <laughs> you end know, up bring it out. But there's also now as we move along, and we're going to talk about other things too, because we have you, and it's hard to get everybody. But you know, we're there's only one book we are both in. Is there both our names? Yes, it is. It's of course a amateur. Everything else fell on the ground. And this is you have to say a little bit about this. I think this is great. Okay, so uh, it was a.
3: I think a Black Crown IDW um, That's Black conversation. Crown. Yep. Uh, and it was Shelley Bond uh, headed the whole project, and she she got a, a whole bunch of creators together, and kind of paired them up and had them draw and write something together, like a one page how to something. How-tos. So it was any kind of how to, like how to do anything. Um, and I think mine was... how to
0: assemble a talisman and disassemble it yeah
3: yeah yeah i tried um, to
0: end the world with that i think i i don't have to nowadays
3: <laughs> yeah right
0: <laughs> there's like how to carve a pumpkin how to make a taco mm-hmm. how to do all these different there's a whole bunch of them in here yeah so they're all like nine panels
3: it's, or i think they're all one. it is
0: Maybe. it's all it is is i'll put it up for mike to see it's just
3: one panel
2: that's a really interesting oh, idea. idea. That's That's the it's really cool. That's cool. It was,
0: an, yeah, it was a neat project. Um, yeah, it worked
2: it's with Michael
3: Caitlin, Conrad, and that was awesome.
0: That's Caitlin over there on this side that I'm holding on in your How to Design the Talisman. And I could barely read this. Michael Conrad wrote
2: it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually read some really, like he was on Doom Patrol, some other interesting things here.
3: Yeah. You yeah that was.
0: concept because I think the concept's like really neat.
3: Um yeah so it's like creating a talisman and then how to destroy it so it's it's uh it was about his his mom passing away and everything and he he had um his talisman i think was his was like a like a rosary or something i can't remember now but it was um you know it can, basically it can be anything as long as you put your that energy into it um
0: Oh how some so. of these on here how to do a turkish getup how mm-hmm. to be unspectacular <laughs> How to make great curry this is very how to decorate a cake how to yeah. fake a guitar solo it's great it's like this is like this but this is fun this is like whoever came up to this like said Shelly I know I got a lot of emails from her about how the project was going and here I am in the back I won't show you the book there <laughs>
3: oh, were you in the did you uh, back the Kickstarter
0: yeah and I got Jill oh, okay. I know Jill Thompson a little I got the uh, how to carve a pumpkin thing from her I keep getting the Shelly's updates and everything, and then the book was ready. And I got it before the public, which was great.
3: Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> oh, VIP treatment. Yeah.
3: But
0: no, and it's great. It's like how to do anything. It's like, so it's like, again, I, would, I don't know what, if you can, how to do what, Mike or Patrick?
2: Does it teach you how to cook in there? Because I need that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how to make curry, can you live with that?
2: Not, I think you how to
0: make pizza, but there's so many places to order pizza here. Why do you have to make it?
3: Yeah. You guys have really good Ethiopian food.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: There's, there's a
3: fair
1: amount of it too here. There's like a, really? Yeah, I don't know. A, a selection of Ethiopian oh, restaurants. Good. In town.
3: Yeah.
0: The Abyssinia. I love the Abyssinia.
3: Yeah, Abyssinia is awesome. Yeah. I, it's just like, I, I don't even know what anything's called. I'm just like, it, you just get like a whole bunch of mushes that are different colors. Isn't and they're you all get the
0: amazing. Big pancake and then you get all the mushes and you get it up with the pancakes and you put the pancakes
3: yep. <laughs> in, in, in Jira, in, in Jira, Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. There used to be one right down by you. There's, there's, no, there's, I'm literally, I, I, I don't know if they're both open, but for a while there were at least two that are like walking distance from where I live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they're right near each other. <laughs> so, cool. But uh, yeah, you know there's, yeah, that's, yeah, there's at least another couple I can think of they're, yeah of course now i have no idea what you know what restaurants are even still open yeah now. that's the problem uh, oh yeah but yeah you know
3: it's a tough I know Seema is still... yeah.
0: yeah you know it's how things are now i just now i know new things but i know like things are opening up in the mall still there's different restaurants and everything there mm-hmm. but i have no idea how that's gonna go but you've been obviously you've been i think I think you're challenging yourself, too, because, like, your current flyer, you to tell us a lot about this, which is really good, and I have, like, a couple issues. Bliss, the, the comic I call blank all the time, for some <laughs> reason, even though I've been reading it. And how did this come about? It's, again, with Sean, and it's on it's on Image,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's not really, it's, um, like, an equal to Coyotes. It's not a sequel or anything related to it. No,
3: totally different story, yeah. Uh, uh Yeah, we just wanted to do another project together, and we batting ideas around for a really long time for months actually until we we kind of landed on this um and uh yeah sean ran with it and so it's uh i think it's a stronger story um than coyotes i really like it i think it's
0: just like a thumbnail summary of the plot
3: um yeah so it's about a, a family who um they they fall in some hard times the son the son gets sick and the parents can't afford the healthcare so the father uh, kind of becomes a hitman uh, in this city that they're in, Feral City, and uh, um, he starts taking this stuff called bliss to forget the bad things he's been doing to pay for Sutton's healthcare, and um, he, you know, he just kind of falls down this hole of like, you know, uh, horrible. Sort <laughs>
0: of like a sci-fi yeah. version of Breaking Bad, a little bit
3: yeah a little bit except it's it's kind of goes in the opposite direction where he becomes less monstrous as, as, as the, as the, <laughs> yeah, and the story goes on
0: really your art on this and i think you've seen some of it oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's your art isn't it i mean how long does it take you some of these scenes with the sort of like perez like in terms of all the people in the crowd scenes in the church and stuff how long did it take you to draw some of that stuff
3: a long time um yeah, some of those stages took like a week and I, I wouldn't have the time now to do it if I was starting now, you know what I mean? Like if I if I was like starting with a publisher now and like had like two months to do one of those issues, I wouldn't be able to do it because I was just, there were so many crowds and I kept asking.
1: <laughs> I kept <laughs>
3: seeing I had those had
1: so so like, torturing yourself. <laughs> it's like, you do it so well, I just wanted to put more crowds in there. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was like, Sean, no more crowds please? And then he's like, how about more
0: <laughs> you the also curse, there's some the such, such surreal characters in this. I like that the, the faceless wrestler is one of them, I like a lot.
3: Oh yeah, thanks. I it look like, like those
0: little, like they're almost like Terry Gilliam is like the lizard things.
3: Thank, yeah, actually, Terry Gilliam is one of the one of the uh, creators I wanted to like invoke a little bit in the story. And actually, you know, I kind of I wanted just to read,
0: read that his, bio- his autobiography, and I'm looking at that going. Yeah, these look, these critters here are a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
3: it's again- you it's that,
2: like...
3: oh, just, oh, just saying like, you kind of have some of that like, uh, like old uh, European aristocracy kind of feel, you know, like the judges have the wigs yes. on and like, yes. you know, um, kind of little Art Nouveau kind of sets and stuff like that, you know, that was kind of the idea.
0: I, don't, I think that's one of the problems with regular comics, too, is that schedule. You would see, for example, I know ones we've read, every now and then you get the issue with the fill-ins, because artists can only work, unless you're Jack Kirby, who, I don't know how the heck he produced what he produced, because it was just, he was either like Isaac Asimov with the pencil, or he just... Some help or something because that was crazy but i think yeah. also that monthly schedule if you, i think if you have more time to make you can see some monthly books also that it had to be rushed because
3: yeah yeah i mean there's you know when people are on a deadline there's, there's not much choice so yeah
0: how much how many pages can you do a day like a crowd scene maybe like half of it or
3: something yeah, I mean, if it's a crowd scene, it's really going to take us like a handful of days, like you know, probably like three at least. Um, but I'm trying right now to, to at least work at one stage a day, um, possibly two if I can, if I ha- you know, if I have to uh, push it, um, which I do right now, have to push it because the current project I'm on is kind of like you know has fallen behind a little bit because of the list because I was taking on both at the same time, which is insane.
0: Oh, you do, work. you are a workaholic.
3: That's <laughs> yeah, also Yeah, know
0: oh, yeah. Like, you got, I mean, do you have any favorite artists from comics? Now, oh, you know, I do. You know, I,
2: <laughs> I like Greg Capullo. I like Jim Lee. I like uh, Tony Daniels, not bad. I like, uh, I can keep going. I mean, David Marquez is good currently. That's a current guy. But.
0: There's one nobody talks about, I like a lot, and uses a lot of collar and paint is Daniel Barreton.
2: No, I don't oh. think I've never heard of him.
0: Yeah, he's he's does the, you can see it. It's like a lot of like really bright colors and everything. What is he? What's he on? I have to, he's done like graphic novels, like things, yeah. and I can't remember the name. He's done some Spider-Man. I know that.
2: How Not- far ahead are you on uh, Bliss, Caitlin? Are you a couple issues ahead, or?
3: Oh, I finished it. It's it's the last issue coming out um, next month.
2: I think. Oh, it's wrapping up. I didn't know. Oh, it's awesome. I think cool. because
0: Coyotes went eight issues, right? Yeah, so, so
3: did, and so did
0: Bliss. And so did Bliss. I was going to say that. And this time, the difference is, and this is like, I know, Mike, you collect the graphic novels. I think Coyotes came out in two volumes. I think Bliss is going to come out the set just when it's all done in one, isn't it? In
3: one. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Nice. cool.
0: Yeah. This is yeah. like, in terms of, I, I think probably like both Coyotes and Bliss were probably Do you link them both equally, or do you think you've stepped up with this one even more stuff?
3: Yeah, I think Bliss is better in terms of the art. Yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely cringe at a lot of the Coyotes art now. So uh, I kind of want to be like, you know, Edna mode, and be like, I never look back, darling. I (laughs)
2: Never. Because I
3: just can't, like, Ah, every time I look back, I'm, like, cringing. Yeah, it's, it's painful.
0: Well, sometimes yeah. I think we're like that though it's like when I first started doing the show and I heard like some of the early ones because you don't know what you're doing and you were on the second one so sorry <laughs> no it's fun I know but it's like in terms of when well, you just learn and obviously when you're starting out what was really and I know I've asked you this before but Mike doesn't know and we've been off the earth for a while what was your first piece in terms of that you sold that you had for comics
3: uh, first piece that I did for comics. Anything, you, you, think
0: you drew, like a cover or anything that got that you finally get in for a comic, please.
3: Oh yeah, so Titan Books, uh, Titan Comics had me do a couple um, variant covers for um, Peep Land. Yeah, and I I don't know. Oh, how it was it a little mushy went. thing for Easter? <laughs> no, no, it's this was about. <laughs> yeah this was like a this was like a uh like 70s Times square peep show oh like, wow yeah. Like a, yeah 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 so that was uh that was interesting um so yeah yeah started off with covers
0: yeah it's a good way i think a lot of people say i think these days especially with comics like you go in the store like when we you go in the store something's got to catch the eye. yeah yeah, yeah there's course, so much perfect. i don't know nowadays we, you get your books online mostly don't you like
2: me yes yeah yeah i'm more get, of a
0: like i go grab novels. novels like i'll get your stuff and i'll look and see what's you know going on and i used to do i
2: get colors. i get harassed when i enter comic shops now the moment i walk in the door the guy is all over me the moment i enter the, the room <laughs> i kind of got out of the comic shop life a while ago yeah
3: <laughs> what do you mean why are they all over you
2: they kind of um in my experience they just kind of just jump on you the moment you enter the the shop they're always asking you like what are you looking for what do you think you want i just want to look around man i just want to see what's going on they're not they're not about that life anymore apparently no
0: when we would go like in the date empire comics we'd be loitering till tony kicked us out sometimes yeah, like, yeah
2: exactly
1: <laughs>
0: you know would be going and he'd be going you're gonna buy anymore no i got mine. we're just talking yeah.
1: Yeah. well that's like the yeah that's like the old school comic shop you know uh it was just another place to hang out be like
0: the movie yeah. comic book heroes where I'd be smoking the pipe and we bring people. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> but well, but
3: better; is pretty good like that. They don't—they don't, they don't get you in your face. Well, last time I went yeah. in, there,
0: you were doing that signing, and I went in that day, and I remember they asked me, "Can I?" It's like, "Where's Caitlin?" <laughs> yeah, they're good guys. Yeah, they always and the thing was, I always like to go in there. They have a lot of back issues on the shelf, but a lot of times they would just they would ask in terms of what. You know, if you were looking for something and I'd say, well, I'm just looking to see what you have and everything else.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, not many yeah.
0: more stores left, I don't think. Yeah, that's
2: a, there. it's, it's a, no, That's a fortune. Yeah. Which in a way
0: might do, you know, I found out like my, our other Mike from Empire, I guess he's doing it out of his house. But I think almost it might be, you know, you don't want to see any business fold, but maybe less is better because it'll help them stay in business.
2: That's true. It's a good way to look at it, I guess. Now, have
0: you ever have you ever done I know you've been caught up because of COVID and everything, but if there's been you ever done any signings or are aware of any like stores by you in Maryland? Um, well, Atomic Books is
3: about two miles away from me. So there's John I,
0: Waters here.
3: I have not seen John Waters. John Waters, Waters picks
0: up his mail. He always says I, I know because he said if he collects paperbacks of films,
3: mm-hmm. so
0: when he, when he came here to Holstein, I saw him. He said, "Mail him to Atomic Comics."
3: Yep. My yeah, I have
0: relatives who live in Maryland. They see him going in the bank all the time.
3: Oh, interesting. But um, I guess yeah, I no, found
0: like I actually found like a, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure paperback, and I mailed it to him. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so no, I haven't
3: done any any signings this this year or at cons. I was like. Signed up for a bunch of cons in last year, and then of course, everything went to hell. So, uh, I mean, I'm hoping to do a signing maybe next month for Atomic Close. I'm going to ask them about it. Like, I don't even know if they do them right now, but um, just because it might, it might be. be I think it's going to be able be be to do that.
0: for a while. And I'm one of those people yeah. now, it's like, let's be safe instead of sorry. Well,
3: well but-, but if it's outside, if it's like in the, you know, if it's out, outdoors or whatever, maybe, you know, like maybe outside the store or something, like, because Black Hammer comes out um june sometime in june so i was thinking you know that might be like i know we we won't
0: get too much into this mike but like is there a limited space at the theater in terms of when everyone's
2: everyone's socially distanced they're going to have like um empty seats in between each you know seat that you pick
0: i don't mind that at all
2: yeah (laughs) like like, i I thought when
0: this stuff started it's like all my anti-social stuff is paying off finally (laughs) but yeah.
2: germophobia is paying off this is great man it took a lot
1: longer for me to to, to feel weird about stuff than everybody else. i had one
0: of my friends one of my really good friends i she's a librarian i asked her how are you doing during this and she said i've never been happier in my life <laughs> and you, you understand obviously we've all lived through this so we've never lived. i remember like when i was a kid you would hear about the swine flu or there'd be whatever floating around but we never lived through anything like this I mean, it's been a crazy year in the last five years or so anyways. but he had this yeah. to it. And, you know, I thought for, you know, reading about it, I saw Michaela play in Albany like a week before and I did a podcast before it closed down. That's just when it was hitting, just when yeah. it was hitting. And I thought, okay, it'll probably be done by Easter. But we've never done this before.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I go back and, and hear some of the, like, I, I can hear some of the podcasts that I was getting into. And uh, I would go back and listen to them up till about you know January of 2020. They'd be like, "Hey, we're going to have a live show in April." And I'm like, "No, you're not."
0: No, <laughs> no Patrick yeah. does a, a sort of an interesting storytelling thing called "Arctic's of Entropy." Yes. Did I say it right. Yes, I said yes, everything you did. wrong. You lately. said it 100. I've been right. in the studio for three hours recording demos, so. <laughs> Yeah. and Andy was like why doesn't she come down to the studio i said i'll go pick her up in six <laughs> hours
1: <laughs> yeah Harry. I, I might actually i might actually uh i might actually be coming down that way in july oh, yeah. because i just found out that one of my uh one of my favorite actual plays is doing a live show in july and that might be the closest they come to me is dc And so. that's
0: like your view too mike when this started did you figure we're, we're going to be talking
2: about it over a year later no, I, I figured I was going to be out of work for a few months. Now I'm over a year now. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous in that aspect. You know, it's like a whole year of my life is, I don't want to say lost, but kind of is in a way, you know. Sort yeah. of,
0: I mean, yeah. I had the whole thing, as you, everybody knows, you know, dealing with my dad with dementia, he passed away in January. year, And I was wrecked for months and in a weird way, it gave, because, you know, people, you know, I love my friends, but sometimes you know, people would be a little... You know, I didn't want to go out or do anything, and it gave me time to step back a little bit. And then I had all my problems with shadow last year, getting old and everything else, you know, so it gave me a little time to step back and like put things in your perspective, you know, but yeah. I'd stay in touch with everybody, you know I remember like I took get hold of Sam and Josh, and they're doing you know base whatever they can do, everything else. We just mm-hmm. did what we can. you're lucky, you know in a way you could still work,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I honestly don't.
0: You use your creative. That's why, because.
3: I mean, it's just that, you know, so many, like so many of our friends lost jobs and, and I was just like, yeah, I, I feel incredibly lucky to be still working.
0: Yes. And doing great stuff too. It's no matter what you say, you're really good. So <laughs> the thing is, it's, that's why you're always going to be better though, because you're always looking to get better.
3: Yeah, I don't think I ever want to be at the point. I don't. I don't ever want to like stop and be like, I am now the best at this that I ever want to be, and like, (laughs) because if if you're like if you're like I'm done growing, then you're just done. No, there's one artist I'm not
0: going to mention. He's an artist from the '80s. One time, I guess he said it someplace. He said, "I've consolidated my style. I'm not going to bother." And people knew from there stuff wasn't going to be any good.
1: That is Mm -hmm. yeah. That is a ridiculous statement.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm consolidating my style. It's like like, Patrick, like when you eventually act again. Well, I'm just gonna not try to improve or anything.
1: Not to say that there's. there's, there's, I've occasionally phoned something in. Well,
3: sure, occasionally, but like you should. Yeah, when he sung Robbie Williams.
1: I didn't give this thing enough, Robbie Williams. I wanted to. You played sort of a sleaze bag, but with a heart. I was, a, yeah, I was a, I was a sleazy record producer with the heart of gold.
0: I mean, Mike. I mean, and yeah, okay. We'll just we won't say your last name. And you won't see the picture. So when you're fighting crime under the towel, you always try to improve your crime fighting techniques. You don't just rest, or so some guy hit you with a pipe or something, right?
2: I get lazy on Wednesdays, but the rest of the days I'm, I'm always up
0: <laughs> Now, can you talk a little bit? What's next for you? In terms of projects?
3: Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, right now I'm pretty much booked solid on Black Hammer from now until next this time next year because it's going to be. Is this with
0: Sean again, or is it somebody else? Or no.
3: Oh, so I'm uh, working with Jeff Lemire. He um he did uh-huh. uh, Essex County and uh, Gideon Falls and Sweet Tooth, which is turning into a movie now. Um, so he did this series called Black Hammer uh, a few years ago and it's an awesome series. You guys should check it out. Um, and I'm doing like the sequel to that. So it's it's called Black Hammer Reborn and it's sort of like what happens after after that. Um, so and there's been a bunch of spin-off stories too about about the different characters involved in the story. There's been like like runs of those, you know, characters backgrounds and stuff. So that's been pretty cool. Um, now this is so, yeah.
0: What label is it? Did you say Dark Horse before? Am I wrong?
3: Yeah, How Am
0: I remembering this? This is
1: incredible. <laughs> yeah, good memory. <laughs> You're knocking out and of the park. What is scenario. it
0: in terms of like your drawing? Is it some? How are the characters in terms, compared to Coyotes and Bliss in terms of artistic style? And...
3: Um. So this is, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uh, um, comparison. You know, you can you can kind of put it in the superhero verse, but it's it's his own world. You know, so it's um. It's it kind of takes a lot of like, like allegorical things about you know and archetypes of of those of those um those canons from like the DC and Marvel universes and kind of like plays with them. So he has this his own universe and his own kind of superhero characters that are really cool and um really really deep characters. Like I, I really like them because they're they're just they're very they're very human even the non-human ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're they're really fun they're really fun characters.
1: Well, I think yeah. I think that's the, the as far as like the pop culture entertainment things going is that's uh, the you know the inevitable um, uh, the inevitable next step from seeing all these traditional superhero stories becoming more mainstream is you're mm-hmm. getting now you're getting more of the series on the books that look at superheroes from a different story like the boys. That's- or that's watch exactly Martial Law, yeah. uh, or uh, yeah. Legacy. Would you put Astro out.
0: City? I suppose would be a good example where it's almost like mm-hmm. all the characters we know would take yeah. in. And I actually think one of the best stories Kurt did in that was the Superman character, whereas if you're Superman, you can you're taken off all day because there's mm-hmm. stuff you can hear all over the world. You have to go to. Right,
3: right. And yeah, I, think, I mean that's, that's exactly it. It's just like it's like a different take on. These kind of um, not tropes, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. traditional
0: stories. Well, yeah, I think it's almost really Stan Lee said, and I think he was right. Where all superheroes are, we updated the Greek myths.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Sure. There's room for interpretation for all this. I mean, there's an example. I don't know, Mike. You might have seen it because you see everything. Okay, we've seen it. The the dead don't die. Jim Jarmusch's zombie film. <laughs>
2: I never stop. But I know what you're talking
0: about. Oh, it's self. It's so self-aware. Would you just call it that point? It's like self-aware enough. Like for example, the theme, so the, so the Sturgill Simpson song, Bill Murray's character says to
1: Adam drivers, why is this song keep playing? He just goes, it's the theme of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, get, yeah it gets weirdly met. And, it, and it's one of those movies where if you, if you knew Jim Jarmusch and you watch it, you're like, yeah, that's about what you'd expect whether people are walking into expecting some kind of zombie movie or people really didn't like it because it, it was not supposed to be you know it's self-referential like, and
0: you have like the dorky, guy, the dorky guy the dorky guy who owns like sells comics and owns a gas station he knows how to take on the zombies you have the asshole who see shemmy
1: <laughs> yeah and you have and you'd have like you'd have it was dude that kind of lynch thing where you'd have storylines that would just Kind of not, I think, mean, just vanish and just wouldn't be referred to. Again. Until, until this wins, this is Zelda yeah. Winston, this yeah, goofy undertaker. Yeah, it's like she turns out to be an alien or something. Yeah. Was, was in the it the script? No.
0: And there's actually one point I mean, you, you should watch this, but there's one point where the Adam Drivers character's name's Donnie. Bill Murray turns up. Donnie, why do you keep saying things aren't gonna work out? I read the script. Yeah, and, <laughs> you read the script. Jim didn't give me the whole script. It's like, after all I've done for this man, you know, like, yeah, he
1: had me over to dinner. He's had you over to dinner. I've done so many things for him. And it just turns into Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Uh, that's a good pair. It's it's just very, yeah. It's so
0: know. this is gonna keep you busy like with for the next year or so, huh? Yeah, it's
3: is it, it how
0: is how long, long, long is it? Is it another limited series?
3: 12 issues. I'm doing the first four and the last four. And then uh, Maliki Ward is drawing the middle middle four. So
2: nice. Do you have any plans to um, reunite with Sean in the future? or Is that
3: uh, not as of right now? Yeah. Um, We've worked together for and it's like five years now. So uh, six years, I guess. So I think we're, we're probably kind of branching out of it. He's working on Superman and, you know, he's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of stuff, so.
0: Nice. Yeah, I still think, like, character, like, I don't think there are any boring characters if you can, how to deal with them. You mentioned Superman. People, just people take a spin on it. I think Jeff mm-hmm. Johns is a master of that, of reinventing characters like that. Mm-hmm. Mia Clark is, is going to put out a comic book soon. <laughs> oh,
2: man. I, I saw really. something about that, yeah. Mia
3: Clark's putting out. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you
0: ever could work with her.
3: (laughs) This is the Amelia Clark
2: podcast now.
3: I actually got um, an email from Image about Amelia Clark doing a project, and that was like two years ago or something. And I guess maybe I was in the pool for it, but then I never heard back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
1: Rob! Oh my god! It's, okay. <laughs> it's a good thing he's it's finding like... out now. It's a really good thing he's he finding out now. Out. Out. I was like,
3: oh, that was the project. Yeah.
1: He would have had to live through it not happening, and I don't. He would have been apoplectic. <laughs> so, it's this is good timing for also. If
0: you know. ever read one of the books, I know MJ's a big fan of this one. And I maybe you might have seen the, the show. I think you've seen the show in Brawl Academy. Yes, I
3: love Umbrella
0: Academy. Wade did it. Didn't yeah, yeah,
1: it. yeah. Because you
0: know, they did, you know, every, uh, we do a DVC. Oh, DVC did that. You know, yeah, they do, they do, they, they adopt musicians' work into plays.
1: Yeah. They've done they a do. whole
0: bunch of different ones. They've done. was it Regina Spector for the one I I think they might have done one yeah they did a we did Bruce
1: Springsteen they did Counting Crows yep uh, Robbie Williams obviously Robbie Williams I I was in (laughs) um there was a yeah he did a they did it a couple of times they did a a kind of a Dracula musical yeah you know MJ to uh My Chemical Romance um and they did it a few times And um, I can let you
0: know all these people because I figure you know some of them. <laughs>
1: you, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> some of the regular jared But, yeah, you're, but regular. I
0: think a lot of celebrities, because I think a lot of people grow up like us wanting to write these, and then they have a little more pull than I do. Mm-hmm.
2: Just a little bit, Rob. Just a very small amount. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. everything. But like Carl and Allison wrote one of my favorite Batman stories, and it's like amazing if if you could do anything, like Neil Gaiman one time said he would write Green Lantern only if they let him do whatever he wanted because he said, you have the most powerful weapon in the universe. I'm going to go wild. (laughs) You can actually find a story from it. I guess they released one story. Mm -hmm. But Harlan Allison did a Batman story. What it did was Batman's on patrol and there's no crime that night.
2: That could be interesting.
0: He harasses some guy for littering.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's every you know, as far as when you talk about runs, it's like these you have you're dealing with these characters that are going on a hundred years old. Uh, you know, and and they're they've been rewritten and the story's been retold and rebooted yeah. so many times. They're like soap operas. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is. That it that it, it gets it gets to a point where it almost stops really mattering what the story is. Because they're, you know, at the end of the day, as far when you're talking about the archetypal characters like Batman and Superman, it's like everybody knows everything they need to know about them. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, sure, they're obscure villains and, and storylines, uh, weird storylines and stuff. But it's just like, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, you if you have Batman and the Joker and, you know, Commissioner Gordon and, and Alfred, you're good to go. <laughs> you can write pretty much whatever you want. Right, Mike?
2: you know sure but i mean I i'll actually
0: but, i'll throw it because i know besides you, you're a big spider-man fan and did you just like ultimate when it started better yeah
2: I, I preferred the ultimate universe to the marvel main continuity at that time but that was years ago now it's much different now
0: oh yeah but, i know that but i remember yeah. when ultimate i always thought the appeal of it was they got back just to the roots of spider-man
2: yes i agree Yeah, yeah but also remember still
0: ultimate then did sort of the universe just fall apart then i think still when the store was still open maybe
1: Mm-hmm. yep you know well it's when it's also when when marvel movies were starting to come out but pre-mcu for the most part so they were trying to they were you know i think they we're just trying to appeal to new fans who were coming in from these movies with stories that would just you know okay you only have to there's only a few issues you really have to backlog into and and people get to retell the stories in interesting ways like you know i love <laughs> the idea of thor just possibly being some guy who's crazy and believes a yeah. god <laughs> you know, just like that's great <laughs> you know stuff like that and it's like and they had the nuts to kill peter parker you know <laughs> just like and they're like nope he's dead we and got this also, other like, guy did now. you
0: see that other weird like dan slot did i think were Octavius trapped him in his body, and he became this real pompous Spider-Man for thirty issues. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was he, was he was swapped with the Doctor Octavius. <laughs> I, I, I know, I, no, I'm yeah. front.
0: I know, like, I'm, like he seen stuff right. from Dan Slott, and they like, changed. Him. He got back somehow, but he yeah. was like a real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess he learned from Peter when Peter was dying in his body. He learned he had to be responsible, but he was like a pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think there's all stuff out there. And I know, like, I've been complaining a little about the CW because they have been jumping the shark of late. Well, it
2: seems those like, shows are almost unwatchable to me. I can't do those shows anymore. I like I Supergirl
1: know. and Legends of Tomorrow, that's all. I think the cast are going to start jumping the shows because it sounds like they're all getting kind of pissed off at it.
2: Yes, uh, I saw that.
0: Yeah. Did
2: you ever watch Dominic Persone?
0: Like, ever? Did you ever, like, get into any of
2: them and then just get tired of them? Arrow was the first one, and I was watching that religiously for the first few seasons, and then when they, they just got too much to me. was too yeah, yeah. Mel- like
0: I put on Flash this week in Supergirl, it's a se- the half-season finale of Supergirl, and I still think Melissa Benoit would make a good Buffy. She would have made a good Buffy, I think. Oh, yeah, it's another time travel story in Flash. We have to write everything by going back.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and, and every time they do time travel, they get the okay, seriously, we can't do this anymore. You can't do this anymore, and then they do it again.
0: And I was like, okay, there's a Supergirl time travel story, than this. It's like, come on.
1: <laughs> and then you know, they, it's they, like they with always... the
0: Terminator movies, I think. How long did it go before you just got tired of, well, it doesn't matter. They're going to send something else back to screw things up again? The,
1: the, the, yeah, I, I really think they killed that. I really, really Terminator
0: think. Terminator Genesis was good. Otherwise, they all suck. I, I know, like. Was Dark Fate any good? Anybody see it? I,
1: you oh. like Terminator Genesis? Yeah. <laughs> Right. I liked it because Amelia Clark heck? played Sarah Connor. So we, she did? oh yeah, oh yeah, okay,
2: that's what it up. is. That's what it I like is. The, I forgot I, about the, that. How,
1: dark, how was Dark Fate? Was Dark anybody see Dark? I did, not I, I I heard it was really bad, but
2: I saw it. I I didn't like it. It was better than Genesis, but it was still not very good. Yeah.
1: <coughs> okay, sorry, Rob. And anything is better than Terminator Three or Salvation.
2: Those were both
1: piles of. Oh yeah, yeah. Agreed. In my opinion, I'm <laughs> no, sure there are people you're... who really like. That's them. the thing.
0: I think the weird thing out there and we always say in terms we don't take this stuff seriously we joke about hmm. everything but you know there are people out there probably the worst you think is the worst thing out there they probably
1: like but that's the beautiful that's the thing about art is that someone's someone's going to appreciate it you know there are people there there are people who you know there there've been more vocal people who are like alien 3 was the best alien movie
3: <laughs>
1: and, uh, yeah, no, there, there, know know, I've known, I I've known a couple, know of, I've known a couple of people who've said that, and I honestly, I thought just because Fincher directed it, and Fincher wanted to take his name off of it, and that was the first movie he directed. <laughs> and, like, I, and these two, I know they're
0: they like the Last Jedi a lot. We know that's controversial.
1: I, that was my favorite of the of the uh, sequel. I, you Best know what's going to happen? In my opinion, they're going to do
0: a part toon series of coyotes or something they're going to get some weird actor to play the part completely wrong you'll be looking and going that's not how it's done <laughs>
3: no it they ch- can do what they want with it i'm sure i'm you know i mean <laughs> the, the, they they have the option for it so it's uh, you know i think it's they're still trying to find somebody to write it but um i, I think it would be a cool show i feel like it, it really be- would
0: that's what i'm thinking if they'll get Ted nudity to play like some guy wants to keep him out of the border or something <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I
0: don't think i don't think it would
1: probably do that
0: <laughs> you know but the one thing i know we talked about this before we talked about like what we're watching and like for me i'm really like still dabble in, like i said supergirl legends of tomorrow i really i think mike you watched superman and lois i just i, I just couldn't get into it
2: i started it i, I tapped out of it too a small oh, no. melodramatic thing but the yeah. one
0: thing i have to catch up because you said it we keep saying it baby yoda is so fucking cute
2: <laughs> it's
0: uh the mandalorian <laughs> oh, the mandalorian's good
3: yeah yeah i really well i enjoyed it i had a lot of fun watching it With you know it was. it's one of those shows that you feel like the internet is all watching it together you know so like yes. you know the, the day would come and everybody would watch it and then they'd be trying not to talk about it because everybody gets mad at spoilers so you're you know, uh, people are just kind of squealing about it, but not saying anything specific. Oh,
0: the Which finale! Means, you should have know. seen so many people online going. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I, One person said, "I will. You will not be my friend if you even mention it."
1: <laughs> I, with those shows, they come out on Friday, and it's it's the same thing, though. You know, it's like with with WandaVision and with Falcon and Winter Soldier, and now with Bad Batch. Uh, is that on Friday? I have to watch it the minute I wake up, or I can't go on the internet. <laughs> you know, just, yeah that's I, what, that's you what know, i do but like especially with the mandalorian people would spoil that every week and i'd be yeah. like i can't look at anything until i watch it
3: <laughs> and they so might as well just get up and do it get it out of the way <laughs>
1: then Watch it seen, at three o'clock I mean, in the I think,
0: morning mike, and, you, i know you like the clone wars a lot uh, and they, i forgot yeah. mike did you say you watched it i
1: don't know did you seen it
2: I, I can't get into that show it gets too Two Star yeah. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's too <laughs> depth for me.
1: I, I think they're the. I think they're the uh, the best Star Wars. Those two series, um, prior to the Mandalorian, were the best Star Wars uh, properties since the original trilogy.
2: No, well.
1: but that's once again. This is my opinion. <laughs> uh, Rebels, especially though, I really, really like Rebels. Rebels really really hit me I I thought you know every character in that show had a great story um I, I think Dave Filoni is uh is the new George Lucas in my opinion um he was he was basically picked out and and kind of mentored under him you know um and he he if you you know there's a there's there's an interview with him where he breaks down the prequel trilogy and makes it good <laughs> like and just the way his lands on it. i know and um and he he's and these series now that they're doing are uh they're they and i can see where they're feeding into aspects of the sequel trilogy regardless of what people think of it but there's no accident of the things they're doing that are trying to will eventually fill some really gaping holes in that in that series because like it or not if you if you make it a if you make a canon you you either you you know you can't you can't go back and act like this stuff didn't happen you know if people didn't like it they, that's one of the big mistakes they made with Rise of Skywalker is they were trying to undo stuff from those, that's the worst thing you can do you have to own it and then move on. You know, and that's what I think these series are doing. Is they're, you know, they're going to fill in the questions you have about well, what was going on while all this was going on, you know.
3: It's possible to make stuff, you know, like when you said, um, you know, that he almost made the the prequels better. um, I was thinking about the making of. um, There was some there was some documentary I was watching recently about the original series, you know, the original three movies, and how I think it was George Lucas's wife was editing his yes. work right and so he had, some of his ideas were awful but, awful <laughs> like, like like it would have been like flash gordon you know like it's like a, that's, like and that's he went what he went wanted in and, he did. He couldn't get yeah, the rights
0: for flash gordon that's why he ended up doing this oh, really? well, that, that's that's, 100% <laughs> true. that's exactly how it happened after american graffiti he wanted flash to do a flash Black. gordon movie yeah. and he but couldn't, he, get,
1: they couldn't yeah. get the rights Marsha lucas saved that movie she yeah, totally she like the changes
3: right. that she made
1: yeah. are the things so, that make it a great yeah and that is 100 true uh yeah she she he, they've saved the movie in editing they cut out yeah, you know yeah. the whole thing like where the death star is coming you know the death star is is approaching yavin 4 that did they not film that that was not they were just in completely different places and the stakes were very very low on the end of the like the rebel base wasn't wasn't going to be attacked they they put that together in editing, to to give the scene more, you know you know to give it more immediacy and put more stakes and yeah. danger into it. So it's like you got to blow this thing up because if you don't blow this thing up, it's going to blow up the planet we're all on and stop the rebellion. That wasn't even supposed to happen. <laughs> I can't imagine that whole bit that whole end of the movie without that.
2: Yeah, sounds like we need a documentary about this woman now.
1: There's a, there's yeah. a lot of there yeah and i think yeah
0: let's do it
2: let's do it guys we can do it it's going
1: to be interesting over
0: probably the next five ten years to see the fate of like the comic movies like the marvel universe the dc universe (laughs) how are we going to like is i know like mike and i have talked about
1: when we were last time i really don't care about the eternals (laughs) oh not at all
2: zero interest in that
1: uh, yeah. And, and, and I don't know, I, I you know, it, it's, it could, it could tank, but at the same time, you know, I, I keep going back to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, you know, like, nobody knew about the, you know, was nobody cared about Guardians knew, of the Galaxy. I, I know, but not a lot of people, when you're talking, you're comparing this to like, you know, mainstream, nobody knew anything. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And all how you put it together. Now, if this is another
2: Inhumans, then we're in trouble. I don't. One of these movies has to tank at some point, though. Like one of them's got to just I always totally.
0: Can I say that about like Star Wars movies and Solo didn't tank, or the other one
1: because that no, did they did not tank. They didn't. Yeah, that's like, well. At the end of the day, none of these movies re- none of these movies really tank because
0: didn't tank. They,
1: they 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 because of the sheer amount of of sheer amount of theaters they go in. The uh, the overseas, uh, the overseas, overseas. market overseas. kills everything um and then even with streaming and dvds and stuff and, and the whole thing and the marketing around it they, they they really can't fail in some regards but then again you know that's why we haven't seen black widow yet you know, they
0: also <laughs> cost a heck of a lot of money to make yeah, is it amazing yes. you think about how it was a big thing when p2 came out. it was a hundred million dollars that yeah. would be a
1: cheapie today
0: yeah that's <laughs> yeah nice. very
1: much so yeah but yeah it's it's you know there's a lot of big, big forces behind it. Don't these. they do,
0: Mike, do they do a lot of pre-sales, especially they've done it the last few years in terms of theater? Like,
2: I've seen the pre-sales we have for things coming up, and, you know, it's very limited right now. Are you talking pre-COVID?
0: Well, even then, yes.
2: Pre-COVID, things like Avengers, like the Avengers movies, those would pop, but like everything else at my location, we don't really get, like, an accentuated amount of pre-sales. I feel like you're seeing a lot of those in the big cities, like New York City, L.A., yeah. type you know, places like that, Chicago. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I actually like to talk to your point, like if they do a Bliss film, cartoon, Coyotes, think like us, you know, we read it, we know, but other people probably out there in the mainstream when we haven't read it, you know, they're going to probably make it a little bit so they can understand like some parts we would just get. It will always like me complaining about some character because I'm anal like that, <laughs> you know? So,
3: yeah, yeah, I yeah, well, like when you read something first and then and then something's adapted it's it's, it's like there's so many movies that are disappointing adaptations of books i love you know like i didn't even see, like i stopped watching stuff like i was just like i'm done because it just makes me angry to watch these things you know like i don't i didn't see ender's game i didn't see the giver i didn't see a wrinkle in time i didn't like there's a bunch of movies i didn't see because i was just like i'm just going to be mad the whole time
0: i think you like, so you would see- not go see a king slayer movie right if they ever had it
3: I don't
1: well no, I probably would because I am weak. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't, I'm surprised they I, I there's gotta be I don't know if there are movies in there or a series or something with that with that uh the Rothfuss stuff. There has to be But
0: you said like with yeah. Game of
1: Thrones, the books. Well the books and the, here's the thing about Game of Thrones is though. Um, first of all, George R. R. Martin was a TV writer for a very long time. I mean, he's yeah, been writing fiction for longer, but he knew, you can tell. he knew what he was doing when he wrote that. And this is—he yeah. said all along—they, you know, they tried to—they were going to sell them as movies. And he says this is something you need to do as a long form, like limited series, like on HBO. So I think by the time like he saw Rome, I think, and they were just like, this is what we can do, and he was writing it that way where it, it would translate pretty easy ex- with, with the exception of the fact that there were so many characters in the history of so deep but yeah. you know for the first few seasons anyways he did a really really good job of, of condensing it and I thought when they were starting to get past his stuff I liked the story they were telling kind of better than the story Martin was telling in the last two books mm-hmm. um but then you know it all went where it went and uh yeah you know was it the most satisfying ending
0: well it's like some of these movies now like the lord of the rings and i have friends who oh one of my friends he had to see it he's pointing out well they didn't have this they didn't have this
3: good but it's already
0: four, it's four hours long already on bombadil
3: yeah you know
0: they did but he's so there's so I have a couple of friends who were so obsessed with those books any right. little thing I'm saying, didn't the leaf fall in the right location for you? Uh. (laughs) But I honestly think one they should do, because I actually really like Don Quixote. I think the best way they could ever do it would be that some kind of mini-series on cable because otherwise you're going to have to break it up to do a legit movie about it. Mm. Something like that.
2: But do we want exact interpretations of the source material? Because if you do that, then it just strips away all the suspense out of it for you because if you, you know exactly every beat that's going to happen you know what i mean well
1: that's that's like the thing with the comic book movies is just like well they did this story but they didn't do it a hundred percent yeah they don't want a bunch of people who know exactly how it's going to go you know that's not yeah, exactly. fun you know you got to hear yeah, it just but i they take elements it's like with wandavision they had like three or four different vision and and, and scarlet which you know runs a different versions of those characters and they pulled stuff out of all of them and mixed them up in a new way and made it, you know,
2: a you new saw fun,
0: WandaVision. I think new you talked about this. Show didn't you
2: Talking to me, Rob?
0: didn't you? Or did you not? I forgot we talked about this before.
2: I saw it. Yeah, I saw WandaVision.
0: Yeah, my thing about WandaVision, too, is being a comic fan, I knew sort of what was going on a little bit because of Scarlet's powers.
2: Yeah, you could
1: put two and two together at one point. Yeah, but there was, if, if you're like me and you watch all the dopey uh, YouTube recaps, which I, I get kind of obsessed with because there's some of them that that all, they, they land on these theories and they just run with them for episode after episode after episode. And you're like, that is never going to happen. And when it doesn't happen, it becomes like a, you, a thing. Oh, it's like, you? all like everybody's, all the Mephisto. It's like, okay, okay. I guess there was no Mephisto.
0: Did you see all the Star Wars stuff that came out? Oh, somebody stole the script and they'd be all completely wrong.
1: You know, Not, I, I didn't hear about that well there's apparently the colin trevorrow script is out there for the last oh yeah okay yeah i read that yeah you know but, yeah. but there's so much there's so much uh nonsense floating around in camps of people who are very passionate about things to the extent that it becomes toxic and i know we're probably all sick of hearing about toxic fandom but it's it's a thing you know it just you know and it has the power that you put into it i i have a I have to go through now and when I'm on Facebook, which I know is the worst thing in the world. Um, and it is. I I don't I don't lie, I don't, I don't pretend it's not, but like everything I get with a DC stamp on it is just all from uh, the uh save the Snyderverse. Uh oh, yelling, yelling nasty, noisy crowd. And there was one, you know, one about like I don't know. Today, it's like they're going to reduce Superman, and he's going to be black, and he's oh, going to do this oh, <laughs> and it does. This. And I mean, like, good. It's I hope horrible. they do, but I know you're just doing that debate people to be.
0: Yeah, whole. not they say the one guy with like Panther is going to write it?
1: Yeah, it just and it might and that might be in the case, but the, but this this article that came up, this clickbait thing, was framed in such a way that it was literally designed to get, you know, MAGA people, to
3: people up yeah or the, yeah the,
1: the comic hate people right like yes yeah. yeah and and i just i just no 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 it's actually harlan no, no. ellison wrote
0: an essay called xenogenesis it was about toxic fandom one of my friends who's a writer is saying he gets hate mailed by people who just said and he thinks it's just jealousy or something or something wrong there because he's doing this you know and if you're yeah. a creator you're doing something a lot of us can't do so you know whoever's doing it you're out there
3: yeah, it's, it's a little scary, like intimidating thinking, thinking about like, the possibility of working on something like that, like something that big or has that, that much of a history to it, because I, I don't know if I could handle all the angry people. <laughs> that would, yeah. like, you're like, why is their costume like this? Or why is that color like that? And you're like, I, I don't know,
0: you know, whatever, whatever you do, there's going to be that percentage of people who just want to hate it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and the toxic fans about like somebody's doing, like, I think that I, mean, I haven't seen it, if there's going to be a She Hulk miniseries, but somebody's going on about like the creator oh, she's a radical or this bullshit or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's it, well, that's the thing. Whenever, whenever you there's a creator with an opinion that you don't agree with, you know, there you're always, you know, they're, they're, there's always going to be a loud or some or somebody who has, you know, uh, who's taking a, a, a clear stance on something that right. can be controversial is always gonna you know and the,
3: but, yeah yeah that actually happened recently I, I did a cover for bliss that had a character that looked like aoc on it mm-hmm. and oh man did the hate come out it was crazy yeah it was like i was like oh this is like a small page of what it would be like to do like a mainstream story yeah. you know what you do though you
0: tell them go gone. burn my book as long as you buy
1: it yeah, that's the thing. I think
0: like, like those. Then they burned the Beatle records. They, they, as long as they bought them, who cares? Yeah, that was
1: it. They bought them. They <laughs> bought them in droves. You get all these people. All these people that hate them bought them. They, gonna, they wouldn't have, have, bought them have bought them
0: otherwise. Down simply, In terms What's of like your covers, like for Bliss, are they based on people really, or do they come out of your subconscious? You know, like the first. No, they're all. Yeah,
3: they're all based on people. Um, I know you used
0: models before. I know because I think you advertised for that.
3: Um, yeah, so in, so for the, the, the cast, the main cast of Bliss, there are friends of mine in Rochester, we got together and did like a bunch of photo shoots together before COVID hit. And, um, uh, you know, so I would, I would do like thumbnail sketches of like the different poses and stuff, I was, I, I, you know, from different angles I was thinking of. And then we would, I would be like, okay, now do this, now do that, and then I would take pictures, um so yeah i just you know i found some people that i thought had really interesting looks to them you know that would be really fun to draw so uh matt kolaki is the main that's character it, i know him oh you I do know
2: <laughs> yes i knew because i was, I was looking at the art, art for the first edition. i'm like that, that looks crazy. exactly like matt kolaki oh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's funny and that's yeah. like,
0: it's it's a, a small trying to stick to the negative though but the only thing i'll say about toxic fandom is there's so many outlets now it's so easy like to get stalked or people voice their opinion now where like before you might go ah you know might not do anything right an angry letter if they can put a couple words together even some of those types
1: i i feel like i feel like the upcoming generation is going to have a much easier time handling that stuff and shutting out noise because that's what it's all about um i you know it's one of those things where if this is this is you know, to take, taking the power away from something is, has, you know, you have to, it's not just ignoring it, it's ignoring it in the right way, (laughs) you know, which is not easy, but I think that, you know, um, but what I always tell people is if you see something that pops up on a random post on social media and you want to respond to it, I, you know, it's something political, I always say it's like, it's probably a bot. That's what I say. I always say it's probably a bot. You really want to argue with a bot? But you'll even get people because like, there's a chance it know, could be. So I just but, assume but, they're but not.
0: Michael stuff <laughs> about the weather and his love of stone. will get haters. Well,
2: well, I get haters all the time on my face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think you
0: enjoy yeah. it a little bit combating them. It's fun.
2: I enjoy seeing how easy it is to pile <laughs> people up. You know what I mean? it's kind of ridiculous how easy it is to. I, yeah, send like, people like I thought I was talking over to the
0: like Andy tonight. We came in because like he's wearing a flannel, I'm wearing this. He said I look like the manager for the Moody Blues, and I'm like, I have to be careful because I think like there's some nut job group we've talked about who goes around wearing Hawaiian shirts
1: now. Oh yeah,
0: I think so they ruined yeah, Hawaiian shirts yeah. for that's me.
1: That's a that's a that's a group of boys. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, that's all. You now. can't even
0: wear a Hawaiian shirt out now because they, they really like them themselves. Crazies
1: or something? No. Oh, yeah. First, but that, that's it. the thing. Like you know. <laughs> There's, yeah, yeah, I I think that's yeah, 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 yeah. my opinion is yeah,
0: that's the way I feel. It's like they're ruining my fashion, even though I don't wear Hawaiian shirts much. I'd like the freedom to wear one, not be thought of as a nut.
1: (laughs) I don't wear them because I feel like it's a fat guy uniform, but that's just me. Tom cone from the (laughs) Bob shop
2: always wears them, you know.
0: Is that true, Mike? Is it like a fat guy uniform, Hawaiian
1: shirt?
2: I've never worn a Hawaiian shirt in my yeah, entire life. There, there, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> Pro- proven point. i picture Jack
0: Black now wearing one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, how things are going well down in Maryland, right? Yeah,
3: Maryland's for the most
0: part. all the. I've always loved
3: yeah.
0: it I live down there.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty reclusive right now. So I haven't really gotten a good feel for Maryland or Baltimore. Anymore. What
0: I say so for the like... COVID thing, I visited, we go for coffee in like 2025. <laughs> yeah,
3: right.
0: After the third wave of COVID and then the Martians land and blow the world up. And,
3: and to go... murder hornets. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, that's did everything like that because you never know. But are you just going with the flow in terms of your career, like going from project and seeing what hits next?
3: Um, it it seems like the way to do things is to schedule stuff way in advance. So um I have this black hammer stuff and I've been approached for a couple other projects that I obviously can't do because it's you know impossible. Um, but I think, you know, what I would say is like, oh well let's talk in like six months and then maybe like plan for the next spring a project. I think
0: we all know this, but maybe some of the listeners don't that when you do comics and like I'll put an analogy for Mike, like it's WrestleMania for the next WrestleMania. They're out. Like I think you're starting like how long in advance? At least a year. Or like Depends on
3: the project. Depends on the project. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse seems to work way in advance. Uh, they gave me some leeway though because I was working on Bliss as well, so I kind of uh, am playing catch up a little bit right now. But um, but we had, it's still plenty of time to have you know every you know uh, a few issues done before you know. The first one comes out, so yeah, you, you, you definitely would still want have, ahead you still to, have to work
0: with Neil Gaiman if you could.
3: That would be the dream. Yep.
0: I was actually, I'm actually gonna email him about maybe being on the show. It's like, why not? All he can say is no. I'll ask him. You know I thought. I mean, what's the matter? You know, especially during like a little bit of lockdown, still, all he can say is he doesn't have time, you know, everything.
2: And Amelia Clark is next, right, Rob?
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I
2: think he's already probably done that six or seven <laughs> oh, okay. at
1: this point. We will, we'll not know until. <laughs> Yes.
0: Can't
3: hurt until you get a cease
1: and desist or. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what. Yeah, that's what
0: uh, I found. I mean, a lot of friends of mine. We ask it, especially because we can do Zoom now. Like, we'll have you back. We'll have one well, Mike has time back. Obviously, tell us what's going on. Because I think it's going to be a while till you're up here. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
0: Uh,
3: well, maybe maybe this summer sometime.
0: Maybe once in July. Oh, the well, we can have early coffee planning for twenty twenty five it's the only thing i can say about here i keep sending you updates the weather as well mike's love the weather but the weather's been pretty foul until about i'd say today it's warming up a little
1: Uh, that's been fine for me (laughs) it's spring it's it's doing spring things it's a little chilly you know it rains like
0: like 15 minutes later it'll be that picture i sent from down by the lake it started like storming but i think 10 minutes
1: afterwards
2: wow
0: spring
1: i don't know why people still get surprised when it rains a lot in the spring it's supposed to it doesn't rain enough in the spring
2: i don't
0: know anything else to report from home to caitlin like anything like interesting going on around here
2: no there's the park at fast got canceled Yay. But the <laughs> lilac. Everybody, everybody, still
0: I'll tell you, like, there's a thing behind that. Everybody I know who lives by park always hated it because they would block their driveways and everything.
2: Oh, it's a nightmare over there. Yeah. I'm like, not a yeah, I'm not I a worked at
0: bars during I'm not a I know the lilac.
3: We had a lot of bro-y people partying a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah, a lot of yeah. bro parties.
0: Yeah. And also I know like working at the bars was a nightmare then. I you would agree, Mike, probably on that one.
2: Well bottom line, working at a bar is a nightmare. I wouldn't recommend it. Would not recommend
0: No, that's why I got out But that. I'll just go back. I'll go around in circle a little bit in terms of like, not spoilers. When I was did the door at the old toad and one time, like the doorman before me, I would watch Dr. Who and then he would watch the repeat. So I would come down. The first thing you looked in the face and just say, better not say a word. Yeah. Um, the old
3: toad.
0: But That's good, it'll be really interesting to hear all projects, and we'll always, you know, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. see you. Yeah. See us. <laughs> I like the guitar in the background,
2: the very nice oh, setting. Yeah. Over there.
0: <laughs> you yeah. Actually, yeah. If you actually played, if you like, I know it's been because old, like, I know I'm old Lake, Zine, I know they're in Arizona, as I said, at least the last I know, I know Kathy was there in Arizona. But have you done any music at home, even by like played anything or like dabbled?
3: Just dabbled. Around or
0: anything to play to or any.
3: Practice a little bit to violin stuff, but um, I I haven't really touched the guitar. I've been trying to learn guitar, like get better at guitar. Right now, I can just like you know I can do chords and strumming, but I can't really do like singing and finger picking at the same time that kind of like blows my
0: mind i don't know how to do yeah, adriana's but, uh, band wants me the guitar tech the drummer said "Go on youtube and find out how to tune guitars i'm gonna go i just said oh this is gonna be really good <laughs> yeah but it's, yeah, cool. yeah. it's great to have you two. i know you're both busy i know mike you're gonna get really busy
2: i know you're always busy i'm not as busy as caitlin is trust me but yeah <laughs> sure well soon you will be right yeah, busy enough, I guess. Busier than I was.
0: <laughs> right. You know, and we'll have, like, we'll see what your adventures are over the summer and what's coming up and think of any other thing. Maybe actually we'll have the episode where Caitlin can teach Mike how to cook online.
2: There you go. Cooking classes. I'm all in on that. Let's go.
3: <laughs> uh, I do not know how to teach cooking. I I'm not that good at it. Like,
0: <laughs> That's why you did the talisman and not how to cook in the book there.
3: Exactly. Yep. And we
0: usually, you know, because we sometimes like on Zoom, we don't end. We try to get Mike to sing the Batman or the Spider Man scene, you know, we end with songs and stuff. So go <laughs> listen to some old lane like, Zion album, think of Kayla, she's on it or <laughs> everything else. But thanks, guys. It ain't yeah, thank add. you.
2: It was a pleasure.
0: You pick yeah, up, do uh, you having know, guess, Gliss in terms of the trade, summerish? Yeah, I think it's either June or July. I think it might
3: be. A lie. You can
0: either go to all the outlets, or just go to the—I forgot where I got them from. You can get them at Comics Etc. Obviously, you can reserve them there.
2: Mm-hmm. Matt Kalaki's starring role. <laughs> yeah, <you>.
0: man. <laughs> Cool. But thanks to everything, and we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Come
0: yeah. out. Okay. <laughs>